Don't let the fear of the unknown, paying for an attorney or seeking medical care, stop you from getting the treatment you need, but the cash you deserve too. Let us help give you the steps to get your life back. Call 1-800-HURT-911 or visit 1-800-HURT-911-GA.com today. They're going to partner you with the right injury doctor, injury attorney, or medical specialist and get you on the fast road to recover and get you that money in your pocket. The Hurt 911 Injury Group, 1-800-HURT-911, Georgia's premier choice in accident care. That's the number, 1-800-HURT-911. And a big salute to Dr. Brian Veal and the team at Hurt 911 for their pot support of my second act. Hi, everyone. This is Caitlin Henderson. I was born and raised right here in Atlanta, and I'm currently the social media director for 680 The Fan and Extra 106.3. Like many others, Cadillac Jack took a chance on me, and that's how I got to where I am today. I was lucky enough to score an interview for an intern position with Cadillac in Dallas. I still remember laying in bed after the interview with tears rolling down my cheeks, asking God to please get me the internship. Praise God that prayer was answered. That internship then led for me to be the social media director for Caddy in Dallas for three years. There are so many memories from going to Disney World to Radio Red Carpets, but one of my all-time favorites is just riding back from Nashville with Caddy, just him and I, listening to Eric Church, and of course making a pit stop at Stucky's. It's a Caddy tradition. He's always treated me as one of his own, and he still does to this day. Caddy actually bought my very first mattress for my first apartment. A lot of people say you should not meet your idols, but I say you should. Now here's Donna and Caddy with my second act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. And I'm Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Hi. Um, just, I know the world's full of bad news right now, but I have to add one more thing. Sorry. Uh, something else bad? Yes. Right at okay. the start. Chick-fil-A is done with well done. That's been rumored for a while. The first, it's been well, that's rumored. been going on for a couple of years. I know, but I never thought it would actually happen. So I roll through the drive through Is this social media? No, no. I experienced it. Okay. Right. I rolled through the drive, uh, drive through, um, of our local Chick-fil-A over at Avalon, ordered my... Well done, Chick-fil-A sandwich. You know how now they have everyone out there taking your orders with like the iPads and stuff. And she's like, we no longer do Chick-fil-A. Um, we no longer do well done as of today. As of today. Mm-hmm. You got there the day that they stopped. The day they stopped. And I said, what? And she said, we just don't do well done. And I said, this particular Chick-fil-A or every Chick-fil-A in America? And she's like, no, every Chick-fil-A. We're not doing well done anymore. I said, Why? She's like, I don't know. I think it was like holding up the drive through line and we're trying to expedite things. And Is it temporary, you think? Or? No. Okay. No. All right. So if you are a fan of the well done as I am, it's a very sad day. For those of us that struggle with someone in their vehicle ordering a well done Chick-fil-A sandwich. You always have to drive up to the box. Because of the time, the extra time that it takes. This is actually a day to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of us with no patience. So, I'm mean, okay. a little sad about that, but I'll get over it. All right. Seems this, like a small problem in know, the world. You know, a lot going on, yeah, baby. I know. A lot going on in the world. All I know. Right. What was your Core 57 hype song? My Core 57 hype song has been a song that I've been playing for most of the week because of uh, Father's Day. And I think that it's one of the most well-written country songs ever. And it's from Alan Jackson, who lives here in South Atlanta, or is from South Atlanta, uh, in Noonan, in Coweta County. 
And the song is Drive for Daddy Jean. I love that song. Every time I hear that song, it makes me cry. Because? It just reminds me of my dad, yeah. you know, and especially the driving with your dad. And it's just so sweet. Such a great song. I, I remember even when he would play it and we would go to a concert and he would play it. Tears would stream down my face. And every and you'd look around, people, you know, grown men crying. There's just something about that song. It just really hits the nostalgia of, like, being with your dad in the car. Well, and in the song, he, you know, opens about the boat. Right. Drove up to Atlanta to get the boat. And then he talks about the the, the Ford, shorebed mm -hmm. Ford. Right. Uh, and then he, at some point, transitions to his daughters driving the Jeep. Yeah. Behind the pasture at our home. Yep. I think is the exact line. And so it is very much a yeah. a snapshot of, of dads and I know. generation. I Just a generational song is what it is. I know. I remember being up at the mountain house and Olivia driving the um, Polaris and just thinking to myself, like, there it is. You know what I mean? Like it, teaching your kids how to drive. Very sad. But a great song. It is a fun song, but it does kind of bring you back. Here, let me drive here when we... Haul off a load down a dirt strip where we dump trash off a thick pen road is another line from the song. And I've had people for years say to me, is there really a thick pen road in Coweta County? And and there is. It's uh, in West Noonan between Welcome Road and 34. So it's very... Uh, I love that. There's always a Welcome Road somewhere. Yeah. Sit up in the seat and scratch my feet. Stretch my feet out to the pedal, smiling like a hero just that just received his medal. Great song. Such Listen, great I traveled up to Asheville song. for Father's Day to see my dad just visit for... A few hours, and 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 that was a song that that I had on repeat the entire way there, and the entire way back, and um, just continued to listen to it. So That's we'll add one. we'll add that one to the Core Fifty Seven Hypes on playlist on Spotify. What do you got? What's yours, Donna? So mine was um, we've added Kenny Chesney, but you can never add enough Kenny Chesney to a hype song list. So I'm adding Summertime because I think it's just the ultimate like summer song, and I'm hoping, hoping, hoping. That I was encouraged by the news that Kenny's going to hit the road again. I hope we'll be back in a pit. We have a great. We always in. We always were in the pit. We were lucky enough to be in the pit for almost every Kenny Chesney show, and I have a great picture of us, the before and the after that we'll include in the letter this week. It is you will crack up when you see it. You'll be able to tell. We think we're part of a show sometimes. Like we think we have to give it our all to you know. <laughs> but anyways, I love that song. It has that great line like. Yoo-hoo, you know, bottle rolling on the floorboard. I mean, how many times have you been at a Kenny Chesney song and sang that line and you're like doing your rolling motion, you know, with your arms and stuff? I'll tell you one thing. I remember at at uh, one of the amphitheaters, I, myself, and Mike Macho, who if you ever listened to Kicks Radio, he was um, he was on. He was a, a disc jockey on, on um, Kicks a, a at the time. A disc jockey. A disc jockey, a DJ. Uh, a personality. He was, I think, Thank you. afternoon. Did he do afternoon? For a while. Yeah. But he, him and I created like a um, soul train line in like, because we were on like, I want to say like maybe the third or fourth row. And we created this soul train line and like it, like 300 people were coming through it during the Kenny Chesney show, like doing their different dances and stuff. And I remember that song vividly. Well, summertime's here now on the calendar officially too. Yeah. A, a funny story about summertime. I'm, I'm sure I shared this with you at some point. When Moby was doing mornings on kicks, you know, Moby loved to sing and, and, and has a beautiful voice. Yes. And we decided, I forgot who he is, but but we decided to play a joke on Moby. And I told a story one day, I was doing afternoons and he was doing mornings, 
that when that song was recorded and he talked about the woo hoo Yeah. That Kenny had invited a very small group of radio friends to Nashville to be in the studio when he recorded that song and that chorus of people doing the you yeah. Uh, I was invited up there to be a part of that, and Moby got so pissed off. But you really weren't. No, of course not. It was a joke. But it sounds like it was something that Kenny would do because and, you know, and, sure, every concert um, he has people jump off. You always see it, and I'm sure people wonder who are those people. But every Kenny Chesney concert, he has someone jump off the drum riser, and it's usually radio people, friends from that market. Sometimes it's athletes, you know, like whoever whoever his friends are in that particular market. So it's something that he would do. But I could see Moby getting real. It was like Moby, like why wasn't I invited? Of course he was. Why wasn't your old pal invited? Ah, uh, what a great song though. Up tempo, love it, love it, yep. love it. So we're gonna add "Drive" for Daddy Gene from Alan Jackson and Kenny Chesney's uh, "Summertime" to the hype song playlist, and you can just search for it on Spotify. It pops up. I listened to it quite a bit while traveling when I wasn't crying and listening to "Drive" for Daddy Gene. <laughs> someone told me. Someone reached out to me and told me that they had it cranking on Lake Lanier on their boat. So um, we appreciate it. It's a great listen. And, and occasionally you run across a dud. You do. Um, yeah. You know, come on, the the the. <laughs> There, there are duds. There's five and a half hours of music. What would There's your gonna, dud be? Um, I'm not going to say, but I heard it on the way. I'm like, where, where was my mind that day that uh -huh. I came up with that song? But even you, you find yourself even bopping along to a dud every now and then because you know the next one is going to be. I, I went from uh, "Don't Come Here," "Don't Come Home a Drinking" with "Loving on Your Mind" by Loretta Lynn to Macklemore's. Um, yeah, the scooter song. The scooter song. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I heard Tutti Fruity the other day. I was like, what on earth? That was mine. Yeah. From Little Richard. Who passed away? A few weeks ago. All right, check that out. Yes. So there's a period in our our, our family where we're busy with um, celebrations. And it, it, it's Mother's Day in May for you. Yep. And then it shifts to my birthday. and then Will's short, birthday. Will's birthday. And then shortly thereafter, it shifts to Father's Day. And so they're pretty... It's a busy time. Yeah, pretty, June's pretty a busy there. month. Yeah. So we laughed about the fact that you are you say to your kids where's the card for your mother or your father a hundred times mm -hmm. because everybody needs to sign the card whether it's a father's day yeah. card a mother's day card a birthday card and when your kids are little what we used to do is we would line them up like if it were for grandparents or something we would line them up like a little factory at the like a <laughs> yeah uh, at the kitchen table like an assembly line uh -huh. and then you will would get this card first and then he'd slide it down to mm -hmm. olivia and then olivia would sign it and she'd sign it down slide it down to charlotte who would sign it and you'd put it in the envelope and you lick it and you're done yep as your kids get older though they're in their rooms you can't find them well or they're gone right to work or they're going to friends houses or they're they're out with their boyfriends or the girlfriends or something like that and so it's been a very challenging year <laughs> when it comes to having all three kids sign cards mm-hmm I had it on Mother's Day back in May. A real challenge with it. I went so far as to send a group text to the kids. All right, here's how this is going to come down. Right. Will's going to sign it. Pass now, it to Olivia. Olivia has the card right now. Right. And, and a pen. Right. Olivia, when you get done with the card, please give it to your sister, Charlotte. Charlotte, then sign the card. When you get done, take it. Because Will works full time and he's always coming and going. Leave it on his bed or something. Uh, nope. I put it under his bed so you wouldn't see it. Slide after you sign it, Charlotte. Slide the card under Will's bed with the pen because I know Will's not going to look for a pen. Oh my gosh! And maybe sliding it under the bed was not the best idea because God only knows what else is under the bed. But um, it comes Mother's Day and we have there's flowers. No and there's no card, and I'm yeah. like, guys, it was a, it was a group text <laughs> with very specific <laughs> instructions about how to execute the signing of your mother's Mother's Day card. For God's sakes, can we not sign a card? There's only three of you. It's well, not like we're in an orphanage. No. Well, and I had. I think if you have one child, this probably does not 
this whole conversation just probably doesn't apply to you because you can get it done really quickly. It's the multiple children thing. And the other thing was it went seamless for your birthday and it went off the rails for Father's Day. Same thing. Because Will hadn't been there over the weekend. Olivia had been camping with her boyfriend. Charlotte was home. And their family. Uh, Charlotte was home. But it was just like, the thing about the card too is, well, two things. You can tell when it's been a rushed delivery. Because instead of getting some really nice, thoughtful posts, you get, thank you, mom, for everything you do for me. Love. Sometimes you don't even get a love. You know, like, or whatever. You used to probably get drawings and cute little things. You get none of that now. And then the other thing that you and I talked about is it takes kind of like the um, oomph out of your celebration. Because when you're you, waiting on the card. You're sitting at the, the table. The card holds up yeah. the celebration or the, the cutting of the cake. Well, and it's like they get mad. Then they turn on each other. Like last night, I'm like, okay, who had da- who has dad's card? Who's got the card? You had it. I gave it to you. I gave it to you. And you're just sitting there like, okay, you know what? At this point. I, I, maybe I don't need a card. <laughs> just tell me how much you feel about what you feel about me verbally let's do an oral presentation because then someone has to run upstairs and they're like i'll go get it and it's like okay listen i really don't want my card that bad this this can't just be us can it i i don't see how it can be but imagine <laughs> we have friends the cranes and we we, we oh often gosh. talk about the cranes on the podcast they have seven they're, kids they have seven kids There's, can you imagine they don't get a card you just don't get a card and here's the thing when they were younger I used to do, I was very ambitious at that time. I was an ambitious parent, not an old jaded one. So I would do three different cards. Like Olivia would provide a card to you. Charlotte would provide a card. Well, that was complete and utter madness because then someone would get mad that their card didn't get in the mix because they forgot to sign the card. So then I went to a one card system and it's still not working. We just need to come up with like a text line. Just everyone just report in how you feel. How about that? Share your love orally. (laughs) Okay. That doesn't sound good. All right. Gosh, why do you, Donna? I, that was not. That's that. not pla- that line. No, it's not on there. So, all right, let's move on. All right, you want to talk about Will Smith, and he recently made uh, was a guest. Uh, on on his wife Jada Pinkett Smith's Facebook, uh, what's it called? Red Table Talk. Right? It's Red Table Talk. It's like a Facebook watch series, and she's had what, some. What does that mean? I don't, I don't even know what that means. Is it watch... like Facebook Live or no, like? No, a... it's like a show. There's one for right. there was one okay. for Tom Brady. I mean, it's almost like YouTube. You can watch Facebook okay. is All is right. a channel also if you don't know that. But um, her show has gotten a lot of um, play because she's had some. Uh, crazy people, amazing people. She's had his ex-wife on there. They've talked about Will. They've talked about divorce. She's had her kids on there. But he was just recently on there and he was talking about just kind of going back on his failures and struggles as a father of three. And he was talking about, um, he also said the other day, you know, his first um, divorce, he said, was like his biggest mistake. I mean, he wasn't going to stay married, but that it just, and and we know this from, you know, me being a step-parent and us going through it. Anytime there's a divorce, it's there's a tsunami that comes. It just rarely is, you know, that statement that always comes out in Hollywood. And, and now, like, even us normal people are putting those statements out. We're going to continue to parent with love and trust and hope. And, and that may be your intent. And, and that may be your intent. And, and hopefully it does go that way. But, you know, it, it does create challenges down the road for a long time. But he was saying that from the time he was six years old, he wanted to be a father. Um And he said, I loved how my family was, but there were massive critical deficiencies in my father's parenting. That's a nice way to say that, um, that I wanted to correct. So by the time I was 10 years old, I remember looking at my father and thinking, I can do it better than him. 
And so, you know, he had this really intimate conversation with his wife and um, he was talking about his daughter Willow and it was like a really challenging time, but it ended up being like really a good thing for him. And if you don't know his daughter, you know, remember she had that song, Whip My yes. Hair, Whip My Whip Hair, Back, back and, and Forth. forth. I yes. Whip My Hair, Back and Forth. Yeah. But she was nine at the time that all started and she wanted to stop. You know, she she was kind of in this machine where she was out touring and it was really taking a toll on her. And she went to him and said, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, and she kept saying to him, I don't know what his answer was at the time. I would imagine he would say, listen, there are a lot of people who would love to be in this position and, you know, have this platform. And she just kept saying to him, but daddy, it doesn't matter how I feel. And he was saying, yes, it matters how you feel, but you have to finish what you started. And he said, you know, I had this kind of military mindset that it's, that's the way it has to be. You know, you started the project, you have to finish it. And she kind of rebelled. And ended up shaving her head and, you know, all this other stuff. And and he just finally said, and I thought this was a great quote. He said, my desire for her was overriding her desire for her. And I had a real epiphany on that and how bad a person will hate you if you keep forcing your wishes onto their life. And he said, his daughter's cry for help was the catalyst in changing his parenting style. And she introduced me to feelings. So how did that make you feel? Well, for me, unlike not from a father, from a mother, I've experienced that, you know, a lot of times with the girls. We've talked openly about it. I experienced it some with Will, I think probably more than you. My my desire, not my dream, but my desire was for Will to go to college, and it wasn't for him. And, and it, he has been, his path has taught me a lot to parent the girls. And that is, you have to do the best you can do, and then you kind of have to get out of the way. You know, get out of your own way and get out of their way because there's no manual. And that's what he's saying. Like, you know, parenting is hard. And when you start at an early age and maybe you don't have the best influences for parents, your desire is I'm going to fix this. I'm going to do it differently. But that's not really the best reason to become a parent. What's your feeling on it? Like, what were you thinking when you read this? Because you, I was thinking about you, like you became a father at a very young age. Will Smith was mid twenties when, when he had his first child, I was, I think I was mid to late twenties. Yeah. Got married very early too. Will was born nine months to the day. You're our will. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Not Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, my will, our will was born nine months to the day that his mother and I got married. Right. The marriage should have never happened. Right. I remember at the wedding, my dad coming up to me and saying, my dad's always called me Freddie Rabbit. And I remember him pulling me aside because there was a big delay in the wedding the day of. And he said, he looked at me and he said, Freddie Rabbit, it's not too late. You know, I'll support you. Uh, we will take off together in my car right now if this is not something that you want to do. Right. And I honestly didn't want to do it. But you have... Didn't want to there. get married, you mean? No. Yeah. No, not not to Will's mother. And, and I'm, this isn't, we just, it was, we, it should have never happened. Neither one of us needed to be together. Right. And you weren't, honestly, either one of you probably at a great place in your life at the time. Correct. And there had been multiple breakups. And, and, and right. you know, I, I think that there comes a time. There it's comes not a just point. a rub on her. It was, no, no, it that's was not you what, no, also. No, no, of yeah. course. No, it was probably more me, truth right. be told. Right. But, you know, I think that, that uh, this was a pretty elaborate, this was a pretty big wedding. Were you there? Yes. Yes. As a guest. Uh, 
strange. want to clear that up. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. But there was a, there was a pretty big wedding. Well, we there were was a friends. Lot of, there, yeah. Of course you were. But there was a lot of planning that went into this wedding, and it was held at a winery up in Kennesaw, and there was a huge wedding party that should have never happened, and um, there was I, I I just honestly I thought that we had gone too far. We we crossed the line, and at this point, I'll just deal with it. And I'll put my head in the sand like I do with so many issues in my yeah. life, and always have. It'll and, get better. And, 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 right. Well, you know, whatever happens will happen, but let's just get this done today. And then that happens, and then you're having a baby. Instantly. Will's mother's pregnant. So there was no time to even work on the marriage, because from the day we got married, everything then immediately shifted to... Baby. Baby's coming. Baby's coming. Baby's coming. Massive money problems. Families that didn't necessarily agree with everything because there had been so many breakups in the past. and Right. Um... You know, the marriage was not going to work. Right. And we both knew that. And babies certainly don't fix bad no, marriages. No, no, It adds an entire another level of, of stress and um, disrespect and um, un, 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 unhappiness, not because the child's on the way, but just because, you know, I knew this wasn't going to work. I well, just knew and, it and, wasn't. And, and so at what point yeah. do you do you throw the white flag well, and you weren't on the same page in your marriage, so you knew you weren't going to be on the same right. page raising kids either. Right. So everything was doomed from the beginning. Did you feel like, because you were such a young parent, like what Will was saying too, and, and I don't mean this, you know, we Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, sorry, this is kind of confusing with all the Wills, but, you know, he didn't have the best role model. Your dad is a great dad, but I think your dad was going through some of the same things that you went through. He was not in a happy marriage. You know, they were getting divorced. So it wasn't like you had a great situation model. Did you, I mean, when did you feel like, okay, I've, I mean, I don't know that you ever feel like I've got this parenting thing down, but when were you ever like, okay, I'm a dad. Not, not until I got with you. Yeah. Not until I, I no, not until we became very, very good friends and, and ultimately, started a relationship and then a marriage had kids of our own, but no, it was, I, I never, I always felt like a, a, a failure as a father until you and I got together. And this is even before we had our own daughters, you know, we had two daughters together. This is, this is when you and I were very, very close. Yeah. And we would have very deep and long conversations about, um, being in a marriage that's doomed with right. a child and the challenges and, and, and my failures. And you were that, that rock for me, that sounding board for me during all of that. So it wasn't until we, and again, this, this is before we became what we are, you know, before right. we started Romantically dating. These are just when we were very, very close friends. So it wasn't really until that point that, that I felt. Um, I think you always, you know, as a parent too, like, you know, even as we sit here today, we have three great kids. Um, but of course they make mistakes and we, and I've made a lot of mistakes parenting. We have, you know, you just do along the way. I don't know that you ever sit back and go, I did it right. Or I, I, I got this right. You know, sometimes it, it's not a joke that as a parent, you say so many times, I wish there was a manual for this, you know, but I think what does help is when, if you have a marriage where you can go to the other person and say, what do we do about this? Or the other person, I mean, you've told me plenty of times, like, I, I you got to work on this you know, like with one of the girls, or I'll tell you, I think you need to spend more time with this one. You know what I mean? Like, so I think you ha also have to have a partner who will kind of call you out on parenting sometimes, you know, because you can't, 
sometimes you don't see what the other person sees. And when you have kids, they tell you each different conversations and not like now they'll rat you out. Don't get me wrong. They'll rat you out in a minute. But that's not what I'm talking about. You have to kind of be able to see through that to know that like I know the girls have a different relationship with you than they do with me. Same thing with Will. It always has been that way. Um, and that's okay. You know, each each child should have their own relationship with the parent. But I think that's what kind of keeps you accountable as a parent to always be like, you know what, did I handle that right? You always walk away feeling like you didn't, you know? When you're always look, looking backwards and, and questioning everything yeah, that you did as well. I know, and I've had a lot of friends who've told me, like, as their kids got older, um, I just had a great dinner with a girlfriend and she was saying, you know, I just wasn't the best mom. And I think sometimes you hold yourself so, the standard so high. And you know what? The great thing is you always have every day to like redo it. You know what I mean? Like most of the time, the things that you think that you did to your kids that were so, you know, there are some things that are obviously that leave a mark on someone's, you know, experience or their childhood or their memory. But, you know, you can always go back. The one thing that I've learned and I've been doing a lot is if I thought I did something or, and I wouldn't just bring it up out of the blue, but if the girls and I were talking about something or will, and I thought maybe I didn't handle it right, I always say, you know what, I'm really sorry. Because I think sorry is a powerful word. You know, if you just tell them, listen, I'm not perfect. Sometimes they just need to know you're a human. Because sometimes I think they don't think we're human. Do you think that? They think we're superhuman. Sure. And it's okay to tell your kids, I, I don't have it figured out. I don't, I mean, you know, I'm just doing the best I can do. Well, let's try to figure it out together. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think there are topics or conversations that, 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 that the, the kids will go to you two about or right. you about. And then there are certain conversations and topics that will come to me about. And you, you mentioned, you know, my dad, and he was certainly a father figure in my life. But, you know, my dad was not around an awful lot because right. my parents were divorced. And he also was a traveling salesman. So he was gone quite a bit. And it was every other Wednesday. You and me no, I'm sorry. No, it was every Wednesday at McDonald's. Right. And every other weekend. And that was it. And, you know, now, regardless of a parenting plan or divorce decree, there are parents that that are able to work together and say, "Listen, this is what the we agreed on in court." Right. But come see your kids whenever you want. Right. You know, your kids love you and and want you to want be part you to of their be life. Around. But even if that were on the table, and my parents had a very very contentious divorce, um, it was very ugly. I don't know that mother my mom would have offered up more time, but I, my dad couldn't have taken it because he he worked so hard and traveled so much. Right. You know, my parents did not speak. Literally, did not speak. From from the time, you know, they divorced. I mean, they would they would yell and scream and fight. Um, you know, when Dad would drop us off and he didn't give us the check mm. to give to Mom, and and you know, the first question you get when you walk in the door for Mom is, "Did Dad give you? Did, you, did your Dad give you the check?" Yeah, you've got to remove your kids from that. And it's like, no, Daddy didn't give us a check. And then you feel horrible. And then Mom runs out and starts yelling. Yeah, you know, why 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 are we the go between? But I don't think dad could have, could have added more time, more parenting time. And I know, I'm sure I know that he wanted to. Right. Um, but I don't know that that would have, uh, I don't know that that would have been possible because of his schedule. But yeah. the, the McDonald's thing was always a big deal. Um, because you got to see dad and right. you look forward to that. But you also knew that every Wednesday at five 30, you're you going to McDonald's, McDonald's and that was, cool. come on. I mean, I like, even, even your, your friends who had parents that were still married were even jealous of that. You know, like, I get to go to, I get to go to McDonald's every Wednesday. Well, I think it's so, I think it's, I think the one thing, I mean, there's so many things obviously that I admire about you, but I think the one thing that I always knew 
there's, you know, sometimes dads give up fighting for their kids because, and I can say this because I'm a female, it's just true. Um, you know, women sometimes have the upper hand in divorce situations with kids in custody and court, not always. Um, but you really have to work hard. And there were so many times when you and I were friends and we were, were becoming more romantically involved, but we were, we, you knew that no matter what your end goal was to have Will live with you. And it wasn't like, I'm just trying to get more parenting time. It was, I'm, or I'm not bitter and right. I'm real. This did the ultimate F you right. to I'm, any mother yes. It's just to keep what well, to take the child. And that's right. not what it was about no. at, at all. No, it was really about getting him in the right place. Yes. And, um, one of the songs on our, um, playlist is the, uh, highway 20 ride. And really, if you listen to that song, it is the story. And I thought it was always just our story of having to get in the car after you get off work, head up the highway to see your kid, spend a few hours, watch a ball game. And there's there's people listening that are listening to this podcast that are on their way. Doing that right now. Doing that right now. You know, I had a, a friend reach out to me um, on Facebook who's going through it right now, who said, you know, do you have 10 minutes? Because it sounds like from listening to the podcast, you guys have been through this. And we have. But... I admire the tenacity of any parent, whether it's, forget the gender, but in your case, you know, I, I always admire that about you, that you were not going to stop because you knew it was the right years, thing. Well, this is 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. And we didn't have, we weren't burning. I mean, we burned through a lot of money. You know, it wasn't like we had play money to, to, to throw at this. So I, I do, you know, I think, and, and I keep, I think if there's anything that comes out of our podcast, you're going to hear us talk a lot about step parenting and that type of thing, because it truly is something now that I can look back on. And I know you can too, as a father and say, there's some things we probably should have done differently. And, you know, there's some things we probably should have not pushed the gas so hard on. But at the end, if you just remember, you're, you're, you're trying to make that person whole and into the right person. And you, you can't go back and change what you do with the divorce. But, you know, when, when you sit there and say, my parents had a contentious divorce, you had a contentious divorce. So there is some modeling there, you know, that if you can prove to your kids, if you're in a divorce situation that you can scoot, even though you don't want to, but you can put your chair beside the other one at the soccer game, which we didn't do. I'm calling myself out here. By no, the way. we didn't. And that's wrong. And, and, and that's and when it was both sides. It was both sides. But what a horrible message that sends to your that's child horrible. who's who's just wanting to play soccer or softball or baseball on a Saturday morning and have a good time and be with their friends. And not have to scan the crowd to find where each set of parents is. Yes. It's and, sick. It's sad looking back at it. That then there were so there there were so many moments, Donna, oh, where yeah. we made bad decisions like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Horrible, and, horrible decisions. And I have wondered as recently as this past weekend, and this conversation wasn't planned. I wondered as recently as this past weekend, did we push it too much? And how will this affect Will? Or did it affect Will? Oh, He's 21 yeah. now. I think it does. I, I mean, I think it does. You know, I, I do think it does. It needed to happen. It yes. had to happen. It, it being, Will needed to be in Atlanta, Georgia. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but how it all happened. And, and there's some of that that, that, was, that was out of our control. Um, but I think it's important that we're not trying to sit here and preach ever on a podcast. What I want anyone who's listening to know is we are all so flawed and like we are too. We have, and, and I am the first person who will call myself out and I call myself out big time on that one. I was never, um, as we talked about before, I was, I felt like I always stood up for Will. I did not always stand up for his mother because 
I had so much anger at what the situation was causing financially for our family, emotionally, you know, taking us away from our own kids. Our, yeah. Our, you know, our other daughter, you know, our two girls and just also how, how, um, just the narrative that they were trying to kind of write sometimes where he couldn't, they didn't want him to like his sisters or to, and, and that, that didn't work by the way. So if you're trying that narrative, it's going to blow up in your face because kids are loving, sweet people. And he wanted to be with his sisters. Yeah, we, we heard so many times during the process, um, there's going to come a day when he's going to get it. There's going to come a day, and that's not the right wording. That's not the right way to say it, maybe. But there's going to come a day. He can understand it more globally. Yes, Look at it from yes. a bigger perspective. And I remember when that day happened. And that day does come. Because, you know, Will's family on his mother's side would send him back. Um, you know, they, they hated the fact that you were a University of Georgia graduate. Yeah, so if we gave him anything Falcons-related... He would never get it. No. They would take it away from him. Or they would send him home back to our house in the nothing, nothing but University of Tennessee Vols stuff. And that's, that's a mind, you know It what? is. It is. And it's sick. It's yeah. sick that that was done because... But there's people doing that every day. I know. In, in, in like but, it, but there will so come a day. But aggressive. as your point a moment ago was, don't think that this is going to work forever because your child's much smarter than you think that they are. Yeah. And there's going to come a day when they're going to go, you know what? That was really screwed up Yeah, that, that my mom did that or that my dad did that. Um, yeah, there, and, there's, and, there's a day yeah. of, uh, enlightenment reckoning. Kind yes. Of. Yes. Well, and be prepared to have those conversations with your kid because we have had conversations with Will. There are things now I'll tell you one, we're going to tell one funny story because this has really been heavy. And sometimes we do get heavy on here because this is life. We talk about life, but this is a really funny story. Okay. There's things you do that, uh, like we said before, you shouldn't do. And then there's things that you have to have some levity. Every what are you getting ready to tell? The, the whistle. Oh, so there's just things, you know, every now and then you have to have a little fun to break up because when you're in it, and, and here's the thing about co-parenting and all that, it never goes anywhere. It's not like if you have a bad boss, there's always that hope that he or she's going to move on or they'll get uh, <laughs> fired or something or transferred. Yeah. That doesn't happen with your ex-spouse. It just doesn't happen. So, or their family. So there was one time where, um, we, so Will was going back to stay at his grandparents' house before he met up with his mom. And we had gone to um, the Gwinnett County Fair. And Will had wanted this whistle. He was obsessed with this whistle. And we're like, yes, you can get the whistle or whatever. Well, part of it, if you're in this situation, part of the thing, too, is when it's kind of sad for kids because when they leave one house, they want to take their toys, you know what I mean, to the next house. And that's another thing, if I can tell you, box up the toys and let them go. Okay, there's plenty of stuff on the Target shelf to put back shelf put back in your house. Don't get hung up on that stuff. Okay, so easier said than done sometimes. Or shoes. Or, or you buy clothes. the nice shoes or and the clothes, yes. and they come back in the ratty Where shoes. Your shoes. Yeah. Anyway, so um, we sent him with the whistle, but <laughs> but we said he was probably six, five, four, five years old. So we said, here's what you do tonight. This will be fun. When grand when grandmommy and granddaddy are asleep. You sneak over to their room and you open the door oh so quietly and you go right up by their bed. <laughs> Get in grandmommy's ear. Oh my, I didn't say that one. I did. And you blow the whistle as loud as you can. <laughs> but wait until they're asleep, Will. Wait until they're so asleep. Wait until they're totally asleep. Because he was like, what am I going to do? Because we weren't like, we were kind of baiting him, but he was like, when he was leaving, he's like, I can't wait to blow my whistle. I don't know what I'm going to do with my whistle. What should I do yes. with it? We were like, we got an idea. Well, he did. And it woke them up and scared the bejesus out of them. 
<laughs> we heard back about that, about the whistle. Will told me, I wish I hadn't blown that whistle. <laughs> <laughs> and one last one to leave you a little bit on a high. If you are in a co-parenting situation, just know your kids, they, they, they're, they're very like resilient. They come out of it. Life is good. We're in a good place with all of this now. Um, and when they get older, you really don't have to talk to the ex-family that much. That's another good thing. But um, Charlotte used to always say, so funny, like everything that we're going through with Will, she would say, I just think it's so unfair. I wish I had another family because you get extra Christmas presents and you get extra birthday presents. So it's funny how kids see things differently than we do. I want to finish a thought, too, that, that I was talking about. My, my parents didn't speak. They didn't speak from the day that um, they didn't speak from the day. Basically, they got divorced until the day Will Choate was born that they got their first grandchild. Yeah. And I remember being at Northside Hospital and my mother was probably already down here and my dad came down and suddenly they're in the same hospital room. She's like, hello, Bill. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I would tell you that it was so emotional for me because yeah. you, there was so, so much anticipation leading up to it. The house is going to, you know, you have a right. brand new baby for God's sake. It's not even a day old. You don't want it you. to get Your like, marriage weird. is just in the shitter, oh, God. you know, and, and your, your parents hadn't spoken in 20 years and they're both going to be in the same room in a matter of hours. And so you're just a ball of nerves. You know? And you picked the wrong medical plan. That too. <laughs> Hang on. I want you to, you can, you can share that one in a moment. They didn't speak until, um, uh, from the day that they got divorced until the moment that they had a grandchild. And then things were okay. Like my dad would even, the mountain home that we, we, we have in, in, in cashiers is a family property. This home's been in our family for, for your over, mom. over, right for over a hundred years, but it's my mother and, and her side of the family. But you know, there've been times in in the past pretty recently where dad would come up to cashiers and visit with the grandkids at the mountain house. You know, it's that type of thing. And my parents get along and they have great conversations and they're funny together. Um, I remember specifically that when my sister got married, my dad walked over to my mom and asked her to dance. Oh, it was such a great moment. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember Charlotte and Olivia, our two daughters, and even Will, watching and just being so happy. And I was, I mean, I was too. Yeah. Yep. Never, I tell you, those, those memories, even like if you've ever, if you've ever just like danced with your husband or your wife in front of your kids, they think this is just the coolest thing in the world, you know? So never, uh, never think that those moments don't count. All right. Tonight for dinner, it's a uh, chicken. How you pronounce it? Don? What is it? I brought uh, it in my... Francais. Thank you. I yes. like that. I like that. That's hot. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's, it's something that I pulled out of the freezer before we left the house to come here to record this episode of the podcast. Um, and I'm looking here, you know, we talked with dinner affair, how each ingredient that you need in each dish comes, uh, in an individual freezer bag. And so of course, with this recipe, there's some wine, um, that's a part of it. And they literally send you a little wine in, in a Ziploc bag to use in your dish. And they're very simple and easy meals to prepare in your home, but they're also delicious and nutritious. 15 new selections every month on the Dinner Affair menu. Get $30 off your first order when you uh, enter the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y. Check out C-A-D-D-Y at dinneraffare.com. Dinneraffare.com. Three simple steps to a nutritious home-cooked meal. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. 
is where you're going to find gallery furniture. You had a conversation with uh, Donna. Ask for Donna uh, here yes. in the past day or two. Yeah, I talked to her. Actually, I talked to her and she was saying, you know, business has been great. But the one thing she was telling me is if you are, if you live anywhere in the state of Georgia and you are going to buy furniture or you need furniture, you are most likely going to hear from them after you pick out, if you go to one of these big box retailers and you know the names, um, if you go and you pick out your furniture and you're so excited and you go over and you know how they plug all that stuff in that computer to find your delivery You're thinking date. you're going to be sitting, sleeping on your new, taking a nap on your new sofa, love yeah. seat in two days, three days. Because that's one of the things the big boxers usually promote. You're not going to get your furniture right now for probably two months. And it's because the supply chain is so broken right now. And the difference is gallery has a lot of different people that they work with. They have been in business for so long. You know, she was telling me today, you know, her dad had so many relationships, the Wolfman, the wolf that if you go in today and you are, you've been home, you've been living through this quarantine and you finally redone these rooms, painted on, put in new carpet, whatever you've done, and you need this furniture, you can literally get it delivered this weekend. You can get it delivered tomorrow if you come in today. Um, you can take it with you. If it's something that, you know, you've got a truck and you want to bring it home with. And that is a huge benefit. And also, don't forget, you're shopping locally. And we've talked about how important that is. So if you were going to make a trip to any of these big box retailers in the next week or the next couple of weeks to look for furniture, do yourself a favor. Call Gallery. Go to Gallery. It's a quick drive up. Beautiful drive through Lake Lanier up to Gainesville. And I'm telling you, you will be so thankful that you did. Think about dorms and apartments, too. If, Absolutely. Uh, can't, can't wait to push the kids out and head back to college. Yeah, been you home don't have time March, to wait for all of this stuff. Ask for the Wolfman.com or Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Uh, financing is available. So many different brands and styles. Uh, gallery, furniture, Gainesville. Before we get to concert season is on track. Um for July, a very exciting news that just was announced by Mammoth Concert Promoter Live Nation. Let's back up a second and the story about Will's mother and I having Will on the wrong. Oh, are we going back there? Uh-huh. Well, we said we'd tell the story. Oh, sorry. And I, don't, I, I just remember, like, probably, pick, I, I you, think I still owe on Will's yeah, birth. You picked right the wrong now, plan and you were on, like, the you pay 90% plan. <laughs> it was just crazy. I remember meeting you and uh, or when we were friends and I don't know, we were talking about or something. And I was saying something about like a copay, and you're like a copay. What's that? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's like the twenty five dollars you pay, and then the insurance pays the I, rest. No, no, my, now, my price is forty three thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. Now bear in mind, this out was, of pocket. This was back like in the nineties when insurance was a good situation, probably. But you know, well, but I didn't know anything about it. I, I didn't know anything about it. Nor, nor did Will's mother. No, we were both kind of just not smart about stuff like that. And yeah. so, literally, Will's birth cost about forty three thousand dollars out of pocket. Well worth it. Absolutely, it was. All right, are you ready to go to a concert? I am so ready. This is uh, this is exciting news. And again, this was just announced uh, within the past day or two by Live Nation. Live Nation owns most of the concert venues around America. Uh, here in Atlanta, it would be Lakewood. It would be Ameris Bank. It would be um, uh, a lot of the little venues of, too, Buckhead Theater, yeah. places like that. Um, they have decided they're going to launch a drive-in concert series. We've okay, talked. that's not a concert. I have to tell no, you. No, this is different. Let me tell you why. Okay. Let me tell you how. Um we I know I want to. We we've talked about the drive-in concerts. Keith Urban was probably one of the first to do uh, one for the healthcare workers of Vandy at a drive-in theater. The Garth in Nashville. Garth. Well, Garth is being pre-recorded and just basically streamed on drive-in theaters, which does include if you're listening on upload day, release day for this particular episode, Thursday, June 25th. Uh, Starlight the, drive-in. The Garth stuff yeah. is this Saturday night, and Starlight in is, Atlanta yes. was added. We had mentioned that in a previous pod, but it, it I has thought it was been just added. Tiger. Yes, uh, but Starlight had been added. Um, this is a little different in that um, Brad Paisley has signed up. 
awesome. to headline. They're going to do three days. This is kind of like a, this is a test for Live Nation to see if this is going to work. Um, they're going to do three days, July 10th, 11th, and 12th. One concert in Nashville, uh, one concert in Missouri, and the other in Indiana. Now, Brad Paisley is going to headline all three concerts. Darius Rucker and John Party are going to play Nashville. Nelly is getting hot in Love here. that. So take off all your clothes. Uh, he's going to do Missouri and Atlanta's own Yacht Rock Review are going to be on the bill in Indiana. If, if you've never seen them, they are so much fun. So much fun. So this is how it's going to work. Four people per vehicle. You must wear a mask on your way in to the drive-thru once you, or drive-in. Once you get in there, you can take your mask off. This is different also that you're going to be given basically a space the size of a double garage oh. that's going to be marked off. You can get out of your vehicle. You're encouraged sort of to like build your tailgate, little tailgate drink, area. party. Yeah. Um, so you can have seats. You can have a grill. Yeah, you, you do have, all of that. Yeah. And, and so this is much different than, than, than the, the ideas that we have seen um, in the past. And, and they're going to have, you know... Uh, professional PA systems and, and audio and video that you would see at a regular concert anyway, like on a stage. But you have to go to those cities to see them. They're not going to be like beamed to other cities, right? No, 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 no. Not, this is unlike yeah. the Garth thing. Yeah. Garth's going nationwide. Uh, this is just three days. Again, it's just a test, but I think if it goes well, and there's going to be hiccups. Listen, there's going to be things that they're going to be like, you know what? I wish we thought about that. That right. didn't play well. That didn't work well. Or, man, I'm glad we came up with that idea to do this because that really went well. When do you have to go to the bathroom? Like, do you have to go like again? I think that there are questions yeah. that people ha- that people will have. How, how do you do that kind of stuff? Yeah, are but they I think sell food, alcohol. Do you bring your own? I or? think you probably bring your own. Yeah. Uh, the people that work there have to wear masks the entire time. Once you're in, as I said, once you're in, you can take yours off and sing along at the top of your lungs. But I love it. This is if this is the way that we get back into live entertainment and to live music, and we are a music podcast, and we have always, just like you, been huge lovers of music, but also live music. If this is the way that we have to begin to uh, get back into live concerts and live music, let's go for it. Let's do it. Yeah, I would love for people to post. I was thinking about it on your social pages. I, I was thinking about this the other day because I can't. I'm, I've got to go back and figure out what it was. What was the last concert you went to? I'd love to hear from people. Like before everything got shut down, what was the last? What lo- was ours? I don't know. I was, was trying it Luke to Combs think. and Eric Church at Mercedes Benz Stadium back Maybe. in the fall. Maybe. I don't that we went to see the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. At Cobb. I think that may have been it. I think maybe Mercedes Benz. I would love to hear what people's, you know, what your last concert experience was because and also I was thinking about this. Had we known that was going to be our last concert experience, I mean, I don't know how we could blow it out more than we do. But man, would you have like, you know, just soaked in. I'm not even talking about the partying and the drinking, but just soaked in every experience. single note. You know, knowing that Especially like with Eric Church, that could be the last, you know, I don't want to say ever, but, you know, it's definitely changed. I mean, the climate has changed. Will we ever go back? I wonder how many people get to come to that. You know, like, that's the thing. Will we ever see, I mean, I know Kenny Chesney's saying he's going to go out on this tour, but I think the problem with things being so far out. um, Is the unknown. Is the unknown. Like, if you had Hamilton tickets for this year, you know, I work with arts books. Hamilton was originally supposed to run in April and May at the Fox Theater. Well, the Fox Theater hasn't opened up here in Atlanta. Broadway hasn't opened back up. And so, you know, if you were holding those tickets, they were originally supposed to happen in August and September. Well, that's not happening. And so now it's for August and September next year. The problem with things being so far out is if a vaccination doesn't come, 
do we start all over again? You know, it's just, it's, I think that again, we say this all the time, but it's that fear of the unknown of just, you would feel so much better if there was a vaccination. Would you feel comfortable going to a concert with this kind of a, I a, would. a setup? I would. I would. One of the four in your vehicle has to say sober because. So maybe that drive you home. Sure. Yeah. You know. Can you imagine you have like your your Uber driver? Well, can you imagine being the the person that draws the short straw? Like, let's say all four of you are huge Nelly fans, and you're going to the show in Missouri. Yeah. And everybody wants to just get turnt, mm-hmm. you know. And so you're like, okay, how are we going to decide who's yeah. who's going to be the driver? Jimmy. And that's you. Like, I'd back out. I'm like, you know what? Okay. I'm well, not I gonna, hate to admit this, but there I'm have been gonna. times in the past, a long time ago, like a okay. long, 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 long time ago, mm-hmm. in a land far, 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 okay. far away. Go ahead. Where someone would come up to me and go, "Hello, you're supposed to be the DD," and I'm like, "Oh, yes, that's right. Okay, I got it." Who would do that? just friends or whatever and you know they'd see you over at the bar <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and you're like oh shoot but it's early in the night yeah it, you know, it's just your first one and yeah, they, they, oh, they yeah. tap you on the shoulder just reminding you kind of like at a, your sorority party right didn't you always get tapped on the shoulders if you had to leave you're misbehaving or something no maybe that's <laughs> what kind of parties were you at uh no <laughs> ma'am you get tapped on the shoulder you have to leave no, that's like what? Dancing with the Stars when they ask you to get off the the ballroom floor. You know. No, no. I'm, let me let me think about. It okay, you mull that over. <laughs> you flesh that story out. Did you get tapped on the shoulder? I think uh, I'm sure you were I? tapped on the shoulder. I've tapped you on the shoulder and said it's time to leave. What's your line? It's time to uh, <laughs> make the turn. Make the turn. Yeah, make the Donna, turn. Donna, I want you. Always wants me to make the turn. Yeah, you've already played. You know what that is? It's like playing golf. You played the front nine. It's time to go home. But where have I been, though, where you get at a party where you get tapped on the shoulder? I'm telling you, lots of people have tapped you on the shoulder and <laughs> said it's time to go home. If you want to maximize your profit while selling your home, of course you want to do that. Sell your home on your time frame without being pressured. Call my good friend Tracy Cousineau and real estate expert advisors. Tracy is going to spend six figures on the marketing uh, of your home. They have the system down. And it's a system that's proven to get you up to 18% more money than traditional real estate agents. The multi-million dollar strategic marketing system is going to drive the most demand for your home. This system is so powerful that it sold over 300 homes in two years. It sat on the market and failed to sell with other agents. TracyCousineau.com. They got it going on, I'm telling you. It's cousin with an EAU because you know she's going to sell your home. TracyCousineau.com, 855-MY-EXPERT. The world has changed, but your desire to live your healthiest life has not. From temperature checks to extra deep cleaning, your health and your safety when you visit Wellstar, offices and health parks and hospitals remains their top priority. Their primary care and specialty medical experts are ready to see you through any health concern you may have. We are here for Georgia, and we are here for you, Wellstar. More than health care, people care. I want to call out a pod peep. Yes. Um. By the way, we love these pod peeps. Tell everyone how, how like, you can interact with us so many ways. Uh, social media at ATL Cadillac, at ATL Cadillac on Instagram and, and Twitter, and then the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page on Facebook. And a lot of times, um, I go back and forth, people get text, and you can reach out to us. We have a dedicated phone number. It comes right to my phone, which I'm doing better with since this, I'm nearly fully transitioned to the new iPhone 16, whatever that thing is, the size of a bread box to my right. Right. You can uh, text or even leave a voicemail. And you can reply to the letter. 770-464-6024. 770-464-6024. Or reply to the letter. 
um, <clears throat> and it comes right to my inbox. And that's what Rhonda did. Yeah, I wrote in the week uh, in the letter this past weekend about fathers and Father's Day and being dad and about how um, I as a dad there's been so many failures as a father, but so many so many high points and and and, and celebrations as well. And about how watching your kids, uh, the example was, you know, Olivia's going off to to to, to camp with her boyfriend Jack this weekend or uh, for the first time Jack came and actually picked Olivia up at the house yes, in, in a car. car and then they went to like Avalon mm-hmm. to do some shopping and hang out and have lunch or something but that's the first time as a dad I saw my daughter leave you know they've been dating for nearly two years but it's the first time that I saw my daughter leave the driveway with another man behind the wheel right so moments in parenting that you kind of flag was the the premise of the open in the letter that I write every week So Rhonda writes, I can relate to the changes brought on by children growing up. Our son is 30 and married. Our daughter, who is our youngest, is leaving next weekend to move to Miami, Florida with her boyfriend of four years. He's taking a very good job down there. As a mom who was raised with no living together before marriage, we actually owned our first house for three months before we were married, and I still had to be at my parents' house by midnight until we got married. This is a hard transition for me. They have my love and support, but as a mom, uh, there will be tears of losing my little girl, Rhonda. So thank you. That's a very personal story for Rhonda as a, as a very proud mom to it's share. It's hard sometimes to watch them go and grow up, spread their little wings and fly. I was traveling to see my dad, and um, I hadn't told you this yet. but um, Oh, God. Did you get another ticket? No. I, right as you said that, I knew. You and I share the same brain. Yes. Um, no, I, and as right as I said that, I knew that you were going to say, did you get another ticket? And it's kind of like drive for Daddy Gene. We were having a conversation before yeah. we came to the studio. And we don't often share the hype songs that we have before we get here. But I think you said to me in passing, before we left the house, you know, what's your hype song? Mine's going to be drive for Daddy Gene from Al Jackson. And I said, Donna, come over here, please, for just a second. And so um, I call you over to the computer where I'm working on the run of show. And I scrolled up to the hype song and portion. And it was your song? And it was also my hype song. I know. we do So you shifted up to to Kenny Chesney and in, in, in summertime, but I was traveling. Uh, I was listening to a combination of driver daddy Gene and also Luke Combs. I just had my dad on my mind. Um, uh, listen to Luke Combs. Uh, even though I'm leaving, mm-hmm. I ain't going nowhere. And it was a beautiful day. It's like 75 degrees. I'm outside of Waynesville, North Carolina in the beautiful Western North Carolina mountains. And I have my sunroof open and I'm listening to music really loud and having a good time. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. Suddenly out of nowhere, a beaver, with two paddle teeth. All right, go ahead. No, no, not at all. Okay. Uh, it starts to pour and oh. thunderstorm, and it's as dark as it could be. Just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, as I'm listening to the song. Mm. And my body turned warm. And I don't know what happened, but there was some sort of... Shift. Um, yeah. A cosmic shift of some sort. No, Don, I'm talking about my dad. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like a shift in... I don't know. My dad, I'm just trying to spend as much time as I can with him right now. Yeah. And he, he he's on my mind all the time right now. And and, and I, we're, we're all praying for my dad. And mm-hmm. um, No, but I mean, I believe that. Like with the... With, when and I'm then saying two minutes later, shift, two minutes later, as the Luke Combs song ended... The sun came out. It's as beautiful as it was five minutes, you know, five miles before, two, three... Four miles before, outside of Waynesville, North but, Carolina. But we've what was that, it. though? Well, okay. What was that? Because you know what? You, you let me tell you what I thought it was. And I started bawling. Something and I'm going to get emotional. Yes, I'm going to get emotional okay. thinking about it right now. I thought that my dad had passed. Yeah. That's how real this moment was to me. Yeah. 
it just happened. And that I, I, it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to talk about, but it's hard to explain. Well, but I wasn't. But kidding. I immediately thought, I'm on my way to see Dad. He knows that. I'm an hour from there. This is him saying to me, "I'm okay." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't kidding about the cosmic shift. I think that, you know, we've talked about this. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the pod, but both of us. I think this, y'all are going to think I'm going in a crazy direction here, but you reverberate at, at a certain level. And my point is, is that we've said before, you get these feelings and it's not like you can predict like that car is going to crash or this is going to happen. It's almost like something flashes in your mind for a minute or you see a sign somewhere. And it could be, when I say a sign, it could be that. It could be a thunderstorm, um, a song, somebody's name or something on a license plate, just something weird. And you and I have always talked about this, that we both have this. And we kind of joked, we can't use it for evil or good because you really don't almost know what you're seeing until later the thing happens. And you're like, wait a minute. That's what that was. That's what that was. That sign. Yeah. It's, this is probably going in a weird direction for some people, but I do believe, and I've said this before in God winks that, Nothing is random. Not, whether but what was it though? No. Because I, ra- I had another hour left, and I raced to Dad's, and he's he's there. Yeah, but well, I had such a concern. I'm, I even thought I even thought I'm going to be the first one to find him because I'm an hour out. By the time I get there, you know, I just had it just my mind just started went wandering, to bad and the sky was so dark. I mean, the sky was so it was just you you couldn't you had to. You People may- were pulling over on the side of the road and not driving. That That's how powerful this storm was that, that suddenly came in. And I started, I, like, I, it was hard for me to find a breath for yeah, two seconds. Yeah, like tensing up, almost a panic attack. Yeah, it was. I had yeah. a panic attack. I, I don't know. It was just. Well, huh. you know what? It may mean nothing, but it could just mean, like, you know what? There's been some darkness, and out of it comes the light. You know? Who knows? But, yeah, I mean, when you get those feelings, it's almost overwhelming. Because sometimes you don't know know what it is you know caitlin henderson intro the show today caitlin henderson you hear us talk caitlin uh, uh mentioned her name quite a bit caitlin was one of uh was an intern on the morning show back when dallas and tug and myself were on the morning show and and caitlin came in as a very very soft spoken <laughs> green um new person but just as kind and and as big-hearted as they are but dallas and i both have very large personalities and uh-huh. we can be, we could always like off the air, we could be a lot to take. Like if you're in a room with us, mm-hmm. but Caitlin is, you know, she started as, I've always been a big believer in intern programs because I started as an intern when I was 15 years old in high school. Um, I think that you spend time with interns and you answer questions and you give them projects and you let them fail. Uh, Caitlin started as an intern and she was hungry and you could tell uh, she just wasn't there to get the college credit. She was there to learn. She was very interested in broadcasting. Had a lot of questions, and, and and so we spent a lot of time with Caitlin, and she's just smart as a whip. So she was an intern, and then just like you've heard us talk about Matt Hoffberg, uh, who was our executive producer for years, uh, Matt started as an intern, and I saw that same desire and that same uh, work ethic, love for broadcasting, and and you know, so he ultimately ran up the ladder and was executive producer of a, a top five morning show in a top ten market for years when he was just out of college. Caitlin started as an intern, then she was promoted to an associate producer. 
which honestly, not, not morning shows don't have that position anymore. Right. That position went away about 15, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, but, you know, promotion, coordination, uh, winter information, screening phone calls, uh, uh, paperwork, run a copy, together. stuff, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, Caitlin's all, always been a social media um, Guru. savant. And and so I we saw that need on the morning show because social media, you know, at this in this time period was really starting to take off. And so Caitlin was hired to do social media for the morning show. She did such a good job. We ultimately had to give her up to yeah. the radio station because management was like, listen, she did she, too good of a job. She's so good. We're actually <laughs> taking her from you. And we all fought it. And Caitlin wanted to stay with the morning show. But it was it was um it was an advancement for her, certainly, sure. to be over. And then she was over the entire cluster of six different radio stations. Uh, she's now social media director at six eighty the fan, part of the Dickey Broadcasting family, and she does so much social media for the Atlanta oh, Braves. You'll see her on the Braves field and, and um continues to love what she does and is just a truly, truly special person in my life. One of those people who is who continues to just reach out out of the blue via text and say, How you doing? Here I am today. Uh, and say it's a picture of her and Jeff Rancor at spring training last year or something. You know? Right. Um, um, and, 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 and I wouldn't be here without you. Thank you. Again. Oh, she's you so know, sweet. and it, that's the kind of stuff that Caitlin does. And I'll tell you the thing about Caitlin too, is there's a lot of people that you say, Oh, they're so sweet or they're so kind or they're, she genuinely is. I've described her before as like a human rainbow and unicorn because she really is her parents, her mama and her daddy raised her so well. And, she's just the kindest, you know, she's the type that still writes thank you notes that brings you a gift for no reason that, like you said, will text you out of the blue. Um, and she's just a really special person. People like that don't come around as much as they should. And so when you have someone like that in your life, you're so lucky, you know, because she's just a really kind, kind, sweet person. And she's getting married. Our yes. little Caitlin's growing up. And she's going to be a stepmom. And she's going to be a stepmom. Which is, and she's going to be the best step. She already is. I mean, she's, you know, Corey's kids have been in her life and she's been raising them and not raising them, but I mean, you know, certainly part of their life. Part of their life. It reminds me of you and the the relationship that you had with Will because Caitlin, when this, when she knew that she and Corey, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to take the step and get married. Um, she reached out to me and said, you know, I have some questions about, about, Stem parenting and, she and co-parenting. Take it lightly, no. no, she does not at all, and that that weighed heavily on Caitlin. Yeah, um, and and she she wanted to make sure that something that she was going to be able to take on and and do her best with, or yeah. she was she not speaking for her here, but but she wanted just to make sure that everything was going to be line up and be right and, and her for her to do the right things yeah so and she, she just asked some questions and i know she spoke to you as well because yeah. you were in that situation and you continue to be in that situation yeah and she's you just see her interacting with the kids and she's doing a great but she's just doing a great job and and it's so fulfilling to to see someone and meet someone at one point in their life kind of like her and maddie hopberg or anyone and you watch their growth and um Again, just almost like, you know, just like our children, what you're talking about, what our pod Pete was talking about, about her daughter. That's what you want for someone is to really just spread their wings and, and fly. So fly on, Caitlin. One of my favorite intros and uh, KBH, Caitlin Brooks, Henderson, mm-hmm. as I call her. Um, She's got a lot of Mongram stuff. Yes. She's she a does. true. <laughs> listen, she is a true Southern girl. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We love you, Caitlin Henderson. Thank you so much for giving us a, a wonderful intro and it's, it's uh, we're so proud of you have a small ask give you three things if uh, you could kindly do so number one hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up 
Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews to the pod. And number three, show our sponsors some love. And our sponsors include Wellstar, More Than Healthcare, People Care. 1-800-HURT-911. Tracy Cousineau and Real Estate Expert Advisors. Gallery Furniture in Gainesville. And Dinner Affair. DinnerAFARE.com. New episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the App and Podcast Network. Mm-hmm.